eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Crosby, former Eastern Michigan Eagle, and then you're listening to the Full 10 Yards College Podcast. You already know the deal. Just win, baby. Hello, and welcome to the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. A little bit of a different podcast this week, um, due to unforeseen circumstances, myself and Maxwell weren't able to get together to record the usual pod, uh, which is really unfortunate, and we apologize for that. But we do have our very special guest, and we're going to play his interview, and that will be the podcast this week, but obviously we've revealed the identity of that person now, and it is Reed Harrison Ducro, the cornerback out of Duquesne University, and future NFL star, of course, and now friend of the pod. Um, so yeah, here's the interview, and yeah, we'll see you on the other side next week, hopefully when we can resume normal service. Enjoy! <laughs> So here we are, it's our first interview, uh, what is now officially uh, the college football off-season, after the national championship game yesterday evening. Um, happy to introduce, very happy to introduce, Reed Harrison Ducro, defensive back out of Duquesne, first team all NEC conference, otherwise known as Reed Island. Reed, how's it going, man? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Not a problem at all. Thanks so much for coming on and taking the time out. Obviously, you're going to be quite busy at the moment. Uh, we were just talking just before we came on, obviously been doing a lot of training this morning and then this afternoon again. But you know, when I put it out to the people that who I want to write about next, your name came up quite a fair bit, so I'd imagine the people who are listening are going to be excited to hear from you. Um, so how about we just get into it? Okay. So, uh, you grew up in Texas, uh, obviously that's a state where football is kind of king. Um, what was it like growing up in a state like Texas and did you play any more sports when you grew up? Yeah, um, well football... Football in Texas, I always say it's like a religion. Um, yeah, sure. Because it's it's always like how the movies like portray it to be. Um, each if like a team is playing, uh, the whole town like basically shuts down, and everybody. If you're not at the football game, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's really cool um, experiencing that uh, growing up, going through high school and stuff. And then as far as other sports, I played baseball up until. I entered high school and then I played soccer when I was like six or seven. So I mean, I don't know if I count that, but <laughs> oh man, you know, we're talking to a British podcast over here, so soccer definitely counts no matter what. So you're a soccer player. <laughs> so we're talking like you know a lot of people at high school football games, that sort of thing, a lot of attention, and just like it means a lot. Just whenever you go out on the field. Uh, say it again. I'm sorry. I was just saying, um, we're talking, you know, um, in high school, there's a lot of people come in to your football games in high school, you know, there's a lot of lot on the line in terms of like a lot of emotion going into the game, no matter what, even though you're still quite young. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely um, a lot of emotions, especially because I think high school is really unique compared to college and professional because the guys you play with in high school, those teammates are usually the teammates or the in the friends that you grew up with since like elementary school. Yeah, sure. So it's a lot of it's a lot of emotion as well as people in the stands are usually your friends that you grew up with, as well as parents too, majority. So it's um yeah, it's a lot it's a lot that's poured into football. Yeah, sure. And a lot of girls in the stands as well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, just I just want to obviously move on to like the next stage of your career. Uh, coming out of high school, you had quite a lot of offers. You know, Utah State, Hawaii, to name a couple. Yale, so you must be quite a smart guy. 
and obviously Boise State as well. Um, and obviously you ended up going to Boise. What, what made you pick Boise State? Why did you end up there? Boise was my best football offer as well as when I went up there to have my official visit and then as well for the camp before that. I really felt at home. Um, my parents and I both felt at home. It's very a very family-oriented community. As well as in Idaho, Boise State football is their professional team because they don't have any – they don't have a baseball team, football team, any of that. So just like I was saying for Texas football, when the whole town basically shuts down, it's the same thing that happens in Boise. The whole – everybody in the surrounding area comes to the game, and they're always – I think it's always sold out or something like that. So it's yeah, just sure. – it's packed. It's always – the energy is always great. So yeah, it's quite quite a pull, I'd imagine. What's it like playing on that blue turf? Uh, <laughs> it's cool. Um, you definitely get used to it, but it was it was cool. Um, my first time going there and seeing it, uh, it's definitely one out of I they're very unique, is what I'm yeah, trying sure. to say. It's yeah, very, cool. and then um, yeah, so. So let's circle back just to what you were saying about the visit and stuff like that. For the listeners who kind of don't know, um, what kind of goes into the visit when you're being recruited and from a high school player, you know, you're being wooed by the coaches at these colleges. What kind of goes into it? Mm-hmm. So when you first, on official visits, usually they'll show you like the glitz and glamour. They'll throw out everything that they can. So when I got there, we walked in and they have these mannequins with each uniform combination and then mm-hmm. on the left they have all the trophies that they've ever won so like the fiesta bowl and all that so it's basically uh-huh. just to show you like you can what you're going to be a part of okay. and then like i guess what greatness you're going to be a part of and so you go meet the coaches and stuff and then that night you usually hang out with a player on the team usually a upperclassman uh-huh. and then they'll usually just like um show you around or either take you out uh something like that kind of just to show you like the best the best side of that college yeah sure no i appreciate that yeah definitely must be quite exciting obviously as a high school player being sort of wild obviously the facilities must be amazing that you're going to see and get, getting treated like royalty almost yeah no it's it's definitely an experience no nah, cool that's really cool Obviously, we obviously introduced you when we got you on. Obviously, you've now moved on to Duquesne. What was it like to transfer from Boise to Duquesne? And what was, was kind of the reason behind that as well? Oh, okay. So the reason was, so when I signed with Boise State my senior year, the defensive back coach and the defensive coordinator left right after I signed. Uh-huh. Um, and so the new defensive coordinator stepped in the first year I played it, uh, I played as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple. I got in in like kind of like trash time, and then on special teams. And then my sophomore season, I could kind of see that the defensive coordinator wanted bigger cornerbacks. Okay. Because the Mountain West is more of a run-oriented team, like Air Force and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So in his mind, that he thought that it was the best decision to have a bigger guy. So they brought in a junior, a junior college transfer who was six foot, two hundred pounds. Um, and then immediately put him starting in the spring that he came before my sophomore season. Okay. He got suspended, so I wasn't even supposed to start the first four games. So he got suspended, and then they put me in the starting role. And then I did – I think I did extremely well. I was rated the top mm-hmm. player on Boise State's team as of the pro football focus ratings. Um, and then after that fourth game, though, I didn't play a defensive snap after that. 
I kind of saw that he was making a business decision for the team and what he thought was best, which I'm, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. And so I just made a business decision, business decision for myself. And so I decided to transfer and that's how I ended up going to Duquesne. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, look, I've got to respect that. Sorry, I cut you off then. Sorry, you were going to say something else. Oh, I was just trying to make sure that I remembered the first question that you asked and then just making sure I was trying to flow with it. Um, so going to going to Duquesne was definitely a lot different than Boise State. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not FBS. They don't have cool. 40,000 people at their uh, games. Matter of fact, I think the, they have the smallest stadium. I think it's like certified the smallest stadium in FCS. So, you know, it's kind of a feel, but I think the biggest thing that kind of won me over to go to Duquesne is that it's a family oriented feel, just like Boise was the, all the teammates that I met were very welcoming, just like the coaches, um, as well as the academic side of it. So the, the academic counselor and then teachers and all that there, they seemed like they were very welcoming. Um, and I really fell in love with that. So. That's cool. That sounds like it's quite an important thing to, you know, you mentioned family quite a lot and the, mm-hmm. the places you feel and things like that. So that's cool. Obviously, I respect as well, like I was saying, you know, your decision, you weren't going to, you know, potentially get a lot of playing time. So you went ahead and moved and that's great. You know, why sit in a bigger program when you're not going to play? So, you know, well, I'm going to come on to your kind of playing style and things like that in a moment. But just one last question on kind of like your transfer and things like that. But what was the difference between like Boise and Pittsburgh? So obviously now I'd imagine I've never been to Boise or Pittsburgh, but I'd imagine they're pretty different places. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Boise and Pittsburgh are definitely two different worlds. Duquesne's right in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. You can literally see all the skyscrapers and stuff. And then the Steelers Stadium is like 10 minutes away. And then the Pirate Stadium is like, 10 minutes away as opposed to Boise you could drive 15 minutes in like any direction <laughs> just like flatlands so that's kind of why I imagine <laughs> so have you been able to take in the sights and sounds of Pittsburgh maybe like a Pirates game or a Steelers game or anything like that since you've been there yeah I went to one Steelers game went to one Pirates game and then actually um <laughs> right before I left or drove back down to Texas mm-hmm. uh Toronto is five hours from Pittsburgh, so I drove up there for one day and came back down. So, cool, that's really cool. I didn't think that. That's actually quite surprising. I thought this one to be much further away than that, but I don't know. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, that's cool. So, like I say, let's move away from kind of your background as like a like your background in total and what you've moved around and things like that. Let's talk about you as a player. Now, I'm someone who kind of loves sitting down, evaluating prospects, and Obviously, like I said before, the people kind of want to hear about it and want to hear about you, seeing that you ran away with this vote that I put out a few days ago. From what I've seen when I'm studying your tape, you've been pretty dominant while you've been at Duquesne. And, you know, I've got my opinion from your game. You know, I'll be writing a player profile on you in the near future. But, you know, tell the listeners about yourself as a player, what your strengths as a DB and things like that. I think my biggest strengths are my knowledge of the game, um, such as, like, studying film, knowing concepts, different things like that to make, to slow the game down to make me a step quicker, mm-hmm. uh, as well as my technique. And I've been working on that since since I've been in middle school. Um, I've been blessed with a lot of people. Uh, Jay Valai, who just got hired as a corners coach at University of Texas. Larry Brown, who was a Super Bowl MVP. So just people like that in my life mm-hmm. that have helped me kind of fine tune my technique um, since middle school. So I feel like that's really 
a strong student. I always want to perfect it like myself. I want to see how how great I can be and how perfect I can be each and every rep. Um, and then also I think goes that goes along with that to help my technique is my quickness. I had a, um, I had a 386 shuttle two and a half summers ago, I guess two summers ago, and then uh, a 633 L cone, L cone drill mm-hmm. two summers ago as well. So I think that really helps play into my technique along with knowledge of games just making me quicker on the field. So quick in the mind and quick in the feet as well. Yes. I think that definitely comes across. I would definitely agree with that. I, I always think when I'm watching on the tape, I think I can see you kind of thinking ahead and you know where you're going to go before your feet start moving. So that definitely comes across. Mm-hmm. Um, have you always played DB or have you played in other positions as well? I actually played, so I played corner and running back all the way up until my ninth grade year. So my freshman year in high school. And then I was trying to be on, my goal was to be on varsity as a sophomore, which is rare to do in Texas, um, especially because we were the, we were a top, we like conferences um, based on like enrollment. Um, Anyways, when I was trying to make varsity, I knew that I wouldn't make it as a running back. So I had to make it as a corner. So I just transitioned full to corner my sophomore year and then played wide receiver my senior year. Okay. Those ball skills come in, into effect there when you've obviously got that bit of a wide receiver background as well. Yes, sir. Because obviously you've been getting your hands on the ball quite a lot recently, you know, with Duquesne and, and you, you know, I said before, you've been quite dominant in, in some stretches. Let me let me flip the previous question on its head then. So are there any areas of your game that you feel like you need to work on or that you want to work on or things like that? Obviously you sound like a bit of a perfectionist and like you are studying the game and playing your own game all the time. Yeah, I am. Um, I think one of my weaknesses is... Um, getting better at fighting off blocks downfield so Mm -hmm. say it's uh say they're running running deep routes or something and it winds up being a draw or the quarterback scrambles and runs so just trying to um work on getting better at getting off that block whether it be a bigger receiver or not just managing myself or positioning myself to be in the best situation to get off the block and make the tackle Mm -hmm. Because before, you know, when I've been watching you, you don't seem afraid to be, be physical at all. You know, you seem like quite a physical corner. You seem like, you know, you don't mind playing a hit on someone. And one other thing that I've kind of noticed as well is you don't mind sort of being in the ear of your receiver. You know, you, I guess you like to let guys that you know that you're around and you've got some chirp. Yeah. It makes the game fun. Yeah, of course. And that's all it's about, right? Mm-hmm. In that respect, I, I kind of... When I was watching you, I kind of reminded you, kind of reminded me of another small school guy that was drafted last year, Jimmy Morland from uh, James Madison. Uh, I was a fan of him last year as well. Uh, I just thought he had all this chirp, he had all this swag, and he could play as well. And I see that a lot of that in you as well. I appreciate it. So, obviously, I'm, I'm right in saying that you're done with college now and you're kind of preparing for the next step. Is that right? Yes. So, what does the next like couple of months look like for you as you prepare for the next step? So I just recently played in that College Grind Showcase in Fort Worth. Um, it was a great event. Mm-hmm. So now I'm training with Michael Johnson Performance. They're a training facility that focuses on the NFL Combine DB drills as well as the testing, so like the 40L drill, 20-yard shuttle, vert, all that. Sure. And it's basically a bunch of, a bunch of top college athletes that come here. Um, and then their program is based 
based on leading up to the NFL Combine, the one in Indianapolis. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's an eight week, eight or nine week program that just works consistently. So like I was saying, I had the before I said, uh, yeah, before I had two workouts today, and I just finished my second one. So cool. each day we'll have two workouts Monday through Friday, and then Saturday we'll have one in the morning, and then Sunday we'll have off, and then we just do that every week up until leading up until the NFL Combine. Sure, and then you're just looking for constant progress and just getting up there and yeah. I guess you're looking for a good performance at the Combine and just looking to wild some scouts because obviously, you know, you come from an FBS program. It's all about putting your name out there, right? Exactly. So obviously we're talking about the NFL and, you know, that's what you're obviously preparing for in the next few few weeks and months. Is there a team that you kind of look to at the NFL, you know, maybe a, a local team to Texas or something like that that you'd love to be drafted by, maybe a team that you rooted for as a kid or just somewhere that you kind of think, think that you'll fit in really well? Honestly, uh, I'm not really picky. I'd really, <laughs> I'd really go anywhere to be honest. Um, but I guess a team that plays corners like me or give corners like me an opportunity to showcase their abilities, because I feel like if I, I just need one opportunity, I feel like I will um, take that and succeed with it. Yeah, sure. No, I can definitely see that. So obviously, you're about five ten. Um, are you looking to it's kind of exclusive play in the slot, or do you feel like you can still play on the outside at the NFL level? I feel like I definitely can play on the outside, but I feel like I'm going to be a nickel corner in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I can play either or, to be honest. Yeah, sure. No, I, I mean, obviously, I can see that. And obviously, with your athleticism and with your IQ, I think you know that makes things a lot easier. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll agree. Is there anyone in the league that you kind of look up to or model your game on? Because obviously there's a lot of small school um, corners out there. There's a lot of smaller corners out there that, you know, have had a lot of success in the league. There's obviously a lot of good references to you kind of look to. Is there anyone that kind of sticks out in your mind with, with regards to that? Yes, yeah, so I've been I've been watching people um, year in and year out. So, like, from Darrell Revis. But, like, now I think the main guy I've been looking at is Chris Harris Jr., mm-hmm. uh, the corner and slash slot player for the Broncos sure. because he's kind of he is my build uh, I think he's might be 195 or 200 pounds mm-hmm. 510 um, I think he ran like a 4 5 40 or something like that so he's and then just kind of seeing how he operates and seeing his techniques and stuff within the league and he's been a consistently all pro player and played at a high level year in a year out I think he's on his eighth or ninth year so just looking at him and seeing what he does and trying to mimic that, because if that works in the NFL against NFL wide receivers, big and small, then if I can kind of emulate that and kind of perfect what he does, then it should work for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people out there that you can that you can reference and that you can kind of you know emulate and things like that. So, you know, I think we'll wrap that up there but I mean I wish you all the best of luck man you know we'll be keeping an eye out for you we'll be rooting for you and here at the full 10 yards thanks again for coming on to speak to us and obviously we wish you every success in the future we'll be keeping an eye on the combine and looking out for those numbers yes sir thank you for having me on thank you so much okay great to have you you know we'll speak to you again soon I'm sure thanks for listening to the podcast For all your football needs, check out our website, Full10Yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at Full10YardsCFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.